Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I am Janelle, your host for today's very special edition of our podcast. There's a lot going on right now. COVID-19 is wrecking havoc, forcing all of us to find our way to navigate a new normal, to adjust our sales, and we are pretty much most of us in a self-quarantine position where we're being asked to shelter in place and only go out if necessary. So schools are closed, churches are closed, and the date for that keeps getting pushed further and further back. Now I'm seeing the end of April, the end of May. My daughter-in-law teaches in a small town in Kansas and they have canceled school for the rest of the year and are moving to online uh, management. And so, you know, this is unprecedented. I know that none of my peers have ever been through anything like this. We have been through tragedies and I've talked about that in our previous episodes this week. Uh, but this is unprecedented in the way that uh, systems are being challenged, economic, financial, family, work, corporations, uh, delivery, just everything, groceries. So I wanted to connect to you, my community. I wanted us to connect because me plus you equals a very strong we. So my job, my passion as um, a leader, your leader, is to help you be your very, very strongest, sanest, most emotionally healthy self. And that will lead to health in your spirituality. That will lead to health in your family relationships. That will lead to health in work, school, community, everywhere. Because I truly believe when that three-fold cord of emotional health and wellness is practiced, that we have a healthy sense of self. We have healthy behavior patterns and healthy communication skills that my dear friends will equal a very eudaimonious the pursuit of meaningfulness a very john 10 10 life in the abundance form i think it's the secret i don't think it i know it i've lived long enough i've experienced enough whew, to know that this is the foundation to have a strong sense of self and a strong sense of security in that self. And that will flood and influence every aspect of our life. So the progression that we've gone through, I've come and returned to a study I did about five years ago called Be Remarkable, uh, Becoming the Woman God Created You to Be. And I know I have some men out there and maybe even some young, young men and women. So this is just about becoming your God-breathed, fullest, truest self. Who are you and whose are you? And we have to answer those two existential questions in order to actually express our life in God's fullness. 
So we talked about resilience and the power of spiritual resilience being not simply recovering from adversity, but about bouncing back in a new way or a way that deeper knowledge of both God and self may result with the right guidance. Boy, that's so critically important. I was just talking to a friend about uh, the power of being a mother who's been able to, through lots of grace and God's empowering and study and research and mistakes and really been able to guide my three children, I believe, good, and continuing to learn how to do that job better. And when I know better, I do better. When you know better, you do better. And we're going to know how to do things better because that's what we're committed to here in this community. So spiritual resilience with the right guidance during difficult times and periods of confusion, pain and stress, offers us a unique opportunity to nurture our relationship with God and grow into it in surprising ways. I believe resilience is an impartation. It is something given by God himself. He gave it to us when he breathed his life into us that enables and empowers us to face any of life's challenges. Impartation is a very big word for just making something known. So this totally ties in with an impartation of knowledge that you and I get every time we're together. So tomorrow I will not have an excuse for understanding what it means to be resilient, to move through life from a position of rest, and after today, how and what it means to be a radiant presence in the midst of my sphere of influence. Teachers, we impart and impart knowledge every day and we hopefully help you grow. We do know that resilience is an ability that can be learned, practiced, and remarked with remarkable meaning. What are we marking in our lives every single day, day after day after day? I'm marking it again and again and again and again, and I want to leave a legacy filled with remarkable emotional health, remarkable spirituality, remarkable love, remarkable secure attachment, etc. So... Rest, we learned about, a heart at rest is a heart at its best. And as I'm sitting here today, we might get into radiance, but I I just wanted to take a pause to encourage you about taking and practicing rest, a very, well, it's the primary tool to begin moving through life from a place of rest, which is a place of collected strength in the reservoir of our soul, mind, spirit, and body so that we actually are a still axis, A-X-I-S, a still axis in the middle of all the chaos of our circumstances right now, all the activities and obligations and busyness and craziness that is life. We live in a very, very hyper busy, hyper connected. And even though we're practicing social distancing, the internet, there's still hyper connection. It's like everybody has to go to the internet and put something up to show how they're handling their self-quarantine, their sheltering in place. What if we took all that energy and really positioned it inside of our homes 
and got to know one another. I listened to um, a short interview this morning on the Today Show, which I loved with Jimmy Fallon. And he's at home with his wife and two kids and he's doing some show stuff from his home. And that's just so, it was so fun to see him in that home arena with that behind him with his girls crawling all over his, you know, him while he's trying to tape something. And he was just very unshaven and fun. And he was just like his wife, Nancy, and him looked at each other yesterday, he said, and they were like, wow, we chose well. We like each other. Hey, I kind of like you. And he was inferring that they're so busy and he's, you know, who knows how many hours a day he's even home uh, or her for that sake. Um, but, you know, not all of us can say that we chose well. Sadly, I've talked about that already. Home is not a great place for everybody. It was not the safest place for me as a child. But, you know, home is not always home sweet home. It can be home dysfunctional home. And so you might be in a position right now where you are having by this enforced rest to be together as a family 24-7. We'll talk about that in a future episode. And because I feel like I'm I'm just mentioning that and then not giving you any solutions or nuts and bolts. And I hate that. You know I'm a nuts and bolts girl, so I like to give you practical help. And so we're gonna revisit conflict, family conflict in a few episodes. But for today, I want to give you another tool, primary tool, for how to find and collect and recover your strength in the midst of this chaos. And um, I want to thank my elder daughter, Candace, who she and I have been talking a lot about uh, mindfulness, and she's getting ready to be certified in that, and I'm maybe joining her, I'm not sure. But uh, she reminded me of the great book by John Kabat-Zinn called Full Catastrophe Living, Using the Wisdom of Your Body and Mind to Face Stress, Pain, and Illness. Uh, John Kabat-Zinn actually developed the mindfulness-based stress reduction program that's used in medical centers worldwide, and it's known as MBSR. So I just wanted to kind of give a very, very quick over a little primer on how to develop mindfulness. Now, if you are a Christ follower, please don't turn this off. Please listen to me because this is how Christ lived his life. And so very often in our our Western church, we tend to not give any, any attention to the more contemplative practices. This is not all churches, but in the majority, There is a shortage, there is a lack of the disciplines of silence, solitude, and and stillness, and a lack of somatic experience, like really listening to your body and understanding this temple that God has given us. There's a disintegration on many levels and not an integration of mind, body, spirit, heart, mind, body, however you want to triangle that, triangulate that. But here in the Speak Healing Words podcast and in our Stronger Everyday community, we are all about integration of biblical, theological, psychological principles and practices that help us live our very best life. And if you follow the teachings of Jesus and you read through the Gospels, which I just cannot get enough of, I just keep looking at how Jesus did life, how Jesus 
moved through his days. That has refreshed my faith in levels that are just atmospheric. When I look at how he lived, I see this principle of mindfulness. He phrases it differently. You know, John Kabat-Zinn just brought the word mindfulness out to us. Jesus was always telling us to look and to listen and to be present in the now, which is the modern day terminology for his beautiful passage on don't worry about tomorrow for today has enough problems of its own. Paul is always telling us to put off the old and put on the new, renew your mind daily. The psalmist tells us to fix our eyes on the path that lies ahead. Do not look to the left. Do not look to the right. Paul also tells us to run the race and get to the finish line. It's focused. So mindfulness, in as I add the biblical context to it, is just paying attention, living a wide awake life. Both ears are open. You're listening in between the lines of life. Your eyes are aware. The minute I get off this podcast, I am putting on my walking shoes and I am going to go outside. It's like a 75 degree day here in Virginia. It's sunny. It's beautiful. I want to breathe in that air and I want to take in that vitamin D and and strengthen my immune system to fight this virus, COVID-19, and so that my body is the strongest it can be and my mind is the strongest it can be. My spirit is enlivened and attuned to life. So go back to the archives, listen to attunement, listen to just so, so many of these themes are in our previous podcast. And so today I just want to read a, a few paragraphs from this beautiful work, um, Full Catastrophe Living by John Kabat-Zinn. And he writes, One very important domain of our lives and experience that we tend to miss, ignore, abuse, or lose control of as a result of being in the automatic pilot mode is our own body. We may be barely in touch with our body, unaware of how it is feeling most of the time. As a consequence, we can be insensitive to how our body is being affected, A-F-F-E-C-T-E-D, by the environment, by our actions, and even by our thoughts and emotions. Please hear that. If we are unaware of these connections, the 500 billion neurons in our gut, the 100 billion neurons in our brain and how they connect to one another, the over 34,000 estimated emotions that we experience in a lifetime. We disconnect from that because we're so busy. We move through life at a tempo that is allegro on a metronome and not an Dante, which is a lovely sauntering walking pace. The 21st century is on high drive. When we are more in touch, our physical symptoms and our messages the body is giving us allow us to know how it is doing and what its needs are. When we're more in touch, 
as a result of paying attention to it systematically, we will be far more attuned, there's that attunement word, to what it is telling us and better equipped to respond appropriately. Learning to listen to your body is vital to improving your health and the quality of your life. Now listen in, this is so, so good. Even something as simple as relaxation, all right, I'm gonna add this in light of our pandemic, even something as simple as everything changing <laughs> overnight, you no longer can go to work. You can no longer be anywhere near another human being but outside of your home within six feet. If someone inside the home is sick, you have to quarantine them. Add that to the fact that we already don't pay attention to our body and its emotions and its feelings and its... Um, what it's trying to tell us. We're already disconnected from that. Now we're hyper disconnected and being forced to be connected. So you can see the strain in this. I think you can, I hope you can. Like you might be wondering, why do I have such a headache? Or why am I so tense? Or why am I so angry? Why does my stomach hurt? Why is my back hurting more than usual? Because we have been thrust into the blue skies of a virus and so many ramifications of that, that our bodies are, they, our bodies know and feel what's going on. We just need to get in touch with it. So even something as simple as relaxation can be frustratingly elusive if you are unaware of your body. Oh boy. The stress of daily living often produces tension that tends to localize in particular muscle groups, such as the shoulders, the jaw, and the forehead. All of a sudden, Monday, after I taped the first podcast, my jaw was locked. I have TMJ. It doesn't typically rear its ugly head anymore because I have changed and altered my life on deep levels and I live at a different pace. Uh, so it doesn't give me as much trouble. But my jaw locking was a real proof that my body is feeling the strain of this panic buying and children being far away and me not having them under my care and our business, what will happen to our family business, etc. In order to release this tension, you first have to know it is there. Okay, so I'm letting you know it's there. You 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 under you get me? It, it you have tension in your body and it's probably heightened or if it was already on overdrive and now you're forced to be in a more relaxed situation, it's going to constrict. It's like when you go on vacation and it takes two or three days to just actually relax and unwind and then you can enjoy the vacation. Or the first three days of vacation, you have a massive headache. This is just my life. When I used to have kids and we'd go on vacation, it would be like it was tension for two, three days. And then we would relax and then we wouldn't want to come home and then just start it all over again. You have to first know there is tension in your body. You have to feel it. Then you have to know how to shut off the automatic pilot and how to take over the controls of your own body and mind. In the scientific realm, you want to come out of the sympathetic system and move into the parasympathetic limbic system, the rest and digest. So you're, you're probably in the middle of that discord 
right now where you've been go, 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 go. And now it's slow, 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 but yet you have all the kids home and all that. Okay. You have to know how to shut off the automatic pilot and how to take over the controls of your own body and mind, which is embodiment. As we will see, uh, well, he writes further in this book, this involves zeroing in on your body with a focused mind, which is what we're trying to do here. If anything, I just hope that I can be a voice that's calling back to you right now. I'm 60 years old. I'm in my seventh decade. I have lived like the farmer's insurance commercial. I've lived long enough. I've experienced enough. I know what I'm talking about on many levels. And my goal, my call in life is to call back. It's to call back to you and guide you up the mountain and through the valley of this horrendous crisis because we will have more. And what I want to impart in that impartation to you, and if I can do only this, because we're just scratching the surface, is to help at least awaken and make you attuned to how you're managing your life and give you the opportunity to slow down the tempo of that life. And in this sacred space that we've been forced into, of uh, really, really slowing down, maybe look around and take this as an opportunity to go, what am I doing with my life? Mary Oliver said, you get one wild life, what are you going to do with it? You know, I just bought that poster and I'm going to put it up over my desk because I, I now in my life, I really, like I've said, I may have 33 years left if I live as long as my mother. And so I just have a lot I want to get done in those years and I want to see grandbabies and raise, a, you know, the next generation. And so what I do today is going to affect my legacy. It's going to affect my lineage. And I really want this, this to be a crisis, which we said is the mix of the words opportunity and preparedness and you know, this is an opportunity in which we can say, what am I doing with my life? And I'm, wow, what's going on in my marriage? I haven't seen this woman, you know, except passing her in carpool lines or athletic games or in the concerts, in the um, auditorium, you know, looking at her across the room. Like, I don't even know who she is. I don't know who he is. I don't really know if I even like him anymore. I don't really know if I like my children. Who are they? They're usually at school eight hours a day and at activities two or three. And so I just put them to bed and feed them at night. You know, take a breath. Take a big, deep breath. The Psalms tell us to selah, S-E-L-A-H. That's a pause. This is a pregnant pause opportunity in your life. This is a holy interruption. I really and firmly believe that when I was writing the Lenten Guide just a few weeks ago and basing it on John 3.30 because I felt the whisper of God say, you need to look at this scripture that John said, you know, Jesus must increase, I must decrease. Little did I know at that time, just two, three weeks ago, the gravity of what that lesson in this Lenten season in my own life would be 
And I feel like it is a word for the world as well and for you, my dear community, because you're who I care about. I care about you deeply. And I want to just mama bear you for a minute and say, you need to take a good long look at your life right now. You need to look in the mirror of your life and ask yourself, how the heck am I doing? What am I remarking in my own heart, mind, soul, and body, and then in those in my sphere? So he writes that we have to look at our body with a focused mind, experiencing the sensations coming from within the muscles themselves and sending them messages to let the tension dissolve and release. We have to speak healing words to our body today. So I think I am going to just stick with this lesson today and we're going to call this I don't know, somatic, speaking to our somatic self, right? Speaking to our body. Speak healing words to your body. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call today. Because in a full catastrophe like we're in right now, if we don't take this seriously and speak to our bodies and recognize the tension in our muscles and the unrest in our nervous system, the fear that's gutting us and the headache that's going on because our mind is so worried and fearful and confused and perplexed, we've got to note it. So earlier today, I felt very shaky in my stomach area. I, was, I could tell I was nervous on a subconscious level. And I just closed my eyes and I said, I feel nervous in my stomach. And I, the negative thought that comes from that nervousness in my stomach is I'm really not sure if I should run out to the store and get something that I eat every day that I'm out of. Would that be okay? Or I just heard we should not go anywhere if we can help it. And so I, because I am an aromatherapist, I had a beautiful set of oils, lavender, frankincense, and stress away from Young Living Therapeutic Great Oils that I can mix together and I can breathe that into that nervousness. And I breathe it in until I find my way to peace. And the stress away, the lavender and the frankincense mixed together strategically goes immediately into my amygdala, which is where my fight, flight, or freezes, and it clears that neural pathway of the nervousness I was feeling in my gut, and it brings peace. You can do that without the oils. So you just want to name what you're feeling, where you're feeling it, the sensation in your body, the negative thought that's coming against you at that moment. Are we going to make it? What if I run out of food? What if somebody gets sick? Am I, am I getting the virus? You know, the other night I woke up with a massive headache at three in the morning and I just think I was dehydrated. 
because I hadn't drank a lot of water that day, but a lot of tea. And I just drank lots and lots of water and stayed up. But I thought, I'm getting it. 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 I just had to get out my oils and pray and seek God and breathe in and go, I'm feeling really scared in my body because I think I have the virus. And then I just prayed. Okay. This is something that can be done at the time the tension is accumulating. This is what I call a reset. And in aromatherapy, we call it an aroma reset. I have the tools of the oils. And if you want to get them, I can tell you how. And I can't tell you enough how powerful they are to clear the neural pathway of obstacles and negativity and worry and hypervigilance. And uh, it's immediate. So contact me on my website. There's a contact page. I want to tell you all about it. Or you can go to JanelleRairden.com on my aroma freedom technique page, uh, link. So at the time the tension's accumulating, you want to be mindful right then and there to sense it. There's no need to wait until it has built to the point that your body feels like a two by four. You don't have to wait. This is what I've learned through my beautiful memory reconsolidation, aromatherapy technique training and certification. We want to be able to immediately recognize our body is in a heightened sense of stress or anxiety we want to name the feeling, where we feel it in our body, what negative thought is coming against us at that point, and then we want to breathe until we feel the stress turn into peace. You may have to do that every 15 minutes in this crisis. I don't know. Until you train your body to receive the stress and then be able to process it correctly. If you let it go that long until it's a two by four and you, you're laying on the couch with a cloth over your head because you have such a migraine headache, the tension will have become so ingrained that you will have probably forgotten what it feels like to be relaxed. And you may have little hope of ever feeling relaxed again. Oh my goodness, you guys. This is powerful, powerful stuff. Let me just see if I want to go along any further. When something goes wrong with our body or our mind, we have the natural expectation that medicine can make it right, and often it does. But as we will see as we go through our meditative expression here, our active collaboration is essential in almost all forms of medical treatment. They have proven the power of prayer. They have proven that the scent of smell, the smell, the aromatherapy the, the strategic oils that have been put together immediately go in and help calm down the amygdala, which is where we go when we're anxious or have been traumatized. So it is particularly vital in the case of chronic disease or conditions for which medicine has no cures. In such cases, the quality of your life may greatly depend on, and this is for right now, listen in my friends, listen between the lines, repeat, write this down. John Kabat-Zinn says, in such cases, the quality of your life may greatly depend on your ability. I'm going to say your remarkability to know your own body and mind well enough to work at optimizing your own health within the bounds, always unknown, of what may be possible. Whatever your age, taking responsibility for learning more about your body. By listening to it carefully and by cultivating your inner resources for healing, cultivating your inner resources for healing and for maintaining health, 
is the best way to hold up your end in this collaboration. This is where the meditation practices come in, where mindfulness soars. It gives power and substance to all of these efforts and it catalyzes, catalyzes the work of healing. So today is somatic psychology. It is thinking about the affect of this catastrophe, oh, sorry, on our bodies and learning how to lean in and listen to these somatic symptoms. Attuning ourselves, knowing I am so tense. You know, maybe the family sits down in a, you know, the train choo-choo where the person in front rubs the shoulders of the person in the back, you know, that kind of thing for, you know, 10 minutes a day. The family sits in a circle or sits in the living room or lay just somewhere you gather for 10, 15 minutes and you turn on a meditation or you read a passage of scripture or you read a book. I love my, my younger daughter and I both woke up connecting, wanting to read. She was like, wanting to read Homer Price. And I wanted to teach about Homer Price on a noon luncheon thing. And I may still do that for moms at home who have kids that need some work. But I loved the book Homer Price. It was a great thing in our life and our childhood when I taught writing and literature to um, little to homeschooling children and high schoolers. And Homer Price is such a fun book by Robert McCloskey. And uh, I made like five million zillion donuts from scratch and it's just the best book and it's just fun and it's lighthearted. So, you know, a great memory from homeschooling my children is just doing life school and sitting on the couch with them cuddled around me for a long time. They were, they weren't little. They, we would read out loud a book all the time and it was just, we still love it. We still remember that as being just one of the best memories. And that my friends is real learning. That's life school. And that's really what you're in right now. You are in life school. Do a self-study together. Just, I don't know, trees. Oh my goodness. There's a million things you can just be excited about or what's available to you on National Geographic and you just dig deep and you talk about language. And so I'll talk about that later. But for today, I want you to just attune is the word. So maybe go back and listen to the attunement episode to your body. Be very aware of what's happening in your body and your mind and quiet yourself and recognize your muscles might feel tense, your stomach might hurt, your mind might hurt, and you go, why might that be? And you go, well, I am feeling anxious. I'm feeling really tight in my chest. And I I think I'm feeling that way because maybe I have the virus. So that's the negative thought that's coming against you, or maybe you're going, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills next month, or I don't know if my children will be able to finish high school. I don't know. There's just so many what ifs. So you want to think what you're feeling and how that's making you feel in your body, the sensation, and then the negative thought. And then you want to take some good, deep cleansing breaths. Now, I want to offer to you, I have several meditations that I have written. They are on my website. I am going to put them on the private Facebook group, Stronger Every Day, a heart-lifting community. If you are not part of that community, today's the day. If you're not on Facebook, 
I will put the links on Instagram in my uh, profile so that you can connect and listen to these meditations, maybe even as a family. And I just encourage you, I will put some other resources out there. There's the beautiful app Calm, C-A-L-M, worth every penny for an annual subscription right now because that would be a source for your family to sit and gather around and listen to beautifully recorded spoken stories. My, my elder daughter, Candace, uh, has written many stories for Calm and illustrated uh, some of the covers and then has done the spoken word of them, many of them. But my husband and I put one on every night and while we're going to sleep and they're just, they just calm the nervous system immediately. So whatever you can do to calm that nervous system and uh, join that private or my private Facebook group so you can get all these links. I also will be, um, I would love for you to join our monthly, our weekly newsletter. Sorry, just go to JanelleRearden.com and subscribe. I want you to be connected. Subscribe to the podcast. And if you would, be so kind, share it and write a review so that we can have as many people in this global pandemic finding their way to a more mindful, a better paced, even tempoed, meaningful, happier family life. Until next time. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleReardon.com.